definitely not the starters. You're on the End of the Bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Hey, what's going on? Happy Thursday. Good morning and welcome on the onto the end of the bench on 100.7 The Score, 107thescore.com and the 100.7 The Score mobile app. Brought to you as always by Happy State Bank alongside Jeffrey Haxton. I'm Choice Woodman, Lucas White. Across the way, taking care of us. You too can hit us up. Your thoughts, your comments, your questions, hopes, dreams, whatever you got. Bring that in on the AIDS Flooring Center chat line through the 100.7 The Score mobile app. As we are with you till high noon this morning. Got a lot to uh, dive into over the next three hours. Talk some hoops, of course, recapping last night. Uh, look ahead to Texas Tech and California, the Golden Bears that will play in the ACC next year, but are a Pac-12 foe this year. Uh, more portal potty updates to give you as a uh, – it is a full exodus of receivers at this point. Man, a run on receivers, that's Woo. for sure. And now Just... I'm very curious who plays in the bowl game at receiver for Texas Tech. Uh, right now, Jordan Brown will be a starter. And then you probably got a lot of uh, freshmen. It'll be getting some some real-time action at the receiver position. Aiken's not in there, is he? No. Okay. No, and he's the... of. Uh, if you asked me of all receivers you didn't want to lose... want to keep? That's the one. I would say keep Koy Aiken. Okay. Yeah, he would be it because I think he's got a ton of upside. He's just a redshirt freshman. He was hurt a lot of this year too, but probably your most consistent receiver. So uh, portal, um, our guy Sparkman Fungi. Uh, the, it wasn't a receiver. And oh, tight end. Uh, of course, J- you got Price. Jaden and- York went in yesterday as well. So Sparkman Fungi York. Uh, he already had Price Bradley. It's amazing. Tyler King, who was a freshman receiver that didn't play at all. So a lot of them. Um, Don Williams stirring the pot a little bit. I don't know if you saw that, but oh, man. Dude knows how to get some some clicks, that's for sure. So uh, all of that. Yeah, well, Don can work that Twitter machine. He's, to, he's learned it. Yeah. yeah. There's no, there's you no want question. to stir some things, he can stir them. He knows how. He knows how for sure. So. We'll get into all of that. Uh, seems like not officially, but unofficially, there will be a schedule change for Texas Tech football uh, in 2024. No longer a trip to Oregon. So getting into that as well. Uh, you got a little crystal ballsy, it sounded like yesterday. Former horse name. Crystal ballsy. But you know what I'm talking about? Uh, no. Well, in the pregame of uh, some Red Raider basketball yesterday, you talked quite a bit about how you wanted uh, Kerwin Walton to have a big game. Yeah, yeah. And he had a pretty good game. So it's, I'd call that crystal ballsy. Holy cow. Just, you know, really thrilling if you're thinking about the future yeah. of Texas Tech basketball, the immediate future. If you can add a weapon like that, it will change so many things. Now, on the other side, the flip side of that is you are wondering about Devin Cambridge. Mm-hmm. 
he had there was there was a couple guys last night that just took shot after shot, and it was Cambridge and Tassant. Tassant got hit in the face twice, and Cambridge, I, I'm almost certain, got a, a a Charlie horse on a a knee to a inside of a knee kind of situation, you know, where your knees clang together. Yeah. I think that's what the first one was where he kind of pirouetted away and then was like, oh, you know, kind yeah. of limped around a little bit. He was fine after that. And then that was just a freak deal. Lamar. Hustle play. Yeah. Hustle makes a hustle play. And all of a sudden, I don't even think Cambridge expects Lamar to be there. Just and then they get kind of get twisted. So That looked more ankle, right? Yeah, I think he's going to be okay. But you still worry about that because of just how important he is to this team and, and how uh, explosive he is. Can I go old man for a moment? Just, just a slight sure. moment. Why do all these young whippersnappers wear these low-top shoes all the time? Why don't we have high-top basketball shoes? I know people like to be explosive and like the lighter stuff, but can't the high-top help with the ankles just a little bit? Well, you're usually taped up underneath the socks. Yeah, I, I still. The I mean, more support, everybody gets taped. Everybody gets these low-top shoes now. I don't have any problem with that. I'd, okay. I'd like to play in low-tops myself. Never had a chance to, but... No, that would have been. I'm still all high tops now. Yeah, because I got bad ankles. Of course, I don't tape up before every. You really think that helps? I think it helps some. Yeah, hmm. it's more support. I think. I mean, it. I think it may like it takes uh, a major ankle sprain maybe to a minor ankle sprain at times. Sometimes you can't avoid it, but yeah, um, you definitely are concerned about Cambridge walking away from. A better, but Mike, better with five games left in conference play than one. What's so cool about Kerwin is you could almost sense the confidence that he has developed. Um, where again, he's a shy, soft-spoken individual. I think if he had his druthers, he wouldn't say a word all day long. And I, <laughs> I've rarely seen him talk. You know, he's just very quiet. But his game spoke volumes yesterday, and it was the way he was carrying himself. You could tell a difference in the way that he carried himself with a, a little bit of swagger on a drive to the basket and that up fake step into the corner splash. I mean, he goes six for seven from three-point range and made a couple of deuces too. So, mm-hmm. And then, you know, um, I, I asked Coach AC at half, I said, what do you think about Kerwin? And he's like, well, we're we're really excited about the offense, but one thing that he brings is a different addition and spectrum to our defense because he can, if you, you know, if he gets in the right mindset, he can really defend. And so, man, I was thrilled about that. And I got to see yeah. three of my best buds, and I felt terrible for them, and I was supposed to hang out with them a little bit after the game, and they were like, "Yeah, we're we're heading to a staff meeting." So, um, are they? Uh, did they stay overnight? Yeah, they stayed. Where they, are they at next? Uh, well, they're staying in the state. They're headed to Corpus Christi today. Okay, so I was wondering. Yeah, is that a is that a bus trip or a flight? Flight. Okay, I would imagine it's a flight. Since, I, I would guess since so, they but... flew in here, I bet you they'll fly there, and then they'll fly. I mean, they'll fly at least to Houston. Yeah, yeah, and then bust down there. So, um, yeah, good game for the Red Raiders last night. Is that your most home, complete game at home? 
this it's year. your best game at home. Yeah, yeah that's that kind of how played. I felt watching it. I, you, it seems like things have come together for this team in the last few, just definitely it, on the offense. It looked like a team that had some days to work to get things right. Yeah, yeah, I don't disagree. Uh, defense, there were still some open buckets yeah. that you want to get rid of, like wide open buckets, but overall defensive effort, and then consider opponent, was uh, much better last night. Uh, offense still seems to be flowing. It, it seems like since that, since the last you know little bit of the Northern Iowa game and on the the offensive um, chemistry has clicked a lot better for this basketball team. So we'll the Big Twelve Big East is in the books to end up being Big Twelve Seven, Big East Four. Hey, but uh, we got to see Texas get whipped by their former coach. So that was that was nice. Enjoyed that one. I don't understand why they're so they're ranked so high. They haven't Texas, proven a thing. No, they're it's logo one hundred percent on that one. 100%. That is not going to be one of the best teams in the country or Big 12. It's the end of the bench. We'll uh, hit you with some headlines coming up next on 100.7 The Score. Definitely not the starters. You're on the end of the bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. It's time for some headlines. What you need to know, part of the end of the bench on 100.7 The Score and 107thescore.com. Choice Woodman, Jeff Haxton. With you from the First United Bank studio this morning. Keep hitting us up. Thoughts, comments, questions, whatever you got. Bring those in on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Uh, We'll start you off with some headlines, though. As the Red Raiders walk out victorious over Omaha. They're another one that's changed the name, right? Seems like everybody's doing that. They used to be Nebraska-Omaha for... And they they changed it a while ago. But uh, Texas Tech wins that one. 87-58. Uh, as mentioned in the first segment, Kerwin Walton, a career-high 22 points on 6 of 7 from 3-point land, 8 of 9 shooting from the field, was uh, in fuego last night. Uh, also had help from Joe Toussaint, who had 18, and uh, Pop Isaacs, not uh, a lot of accuracy on his part. It was 1 for 8 from 3-point land, uh, only 13 points for Pop, but Red Raiders win it easily over Omaha, staying undefeated at home and moving to 6-2 and two on the season. Tech next in action against uh, Oral Bob coming up on Tuesday of next week. You know, before the season, Oral Roberts looked like your best non-conference opponent at home. Is it still that way? They haven't looked as good, on at least with the some of the games they played up to this uh, point. What have you have you kept track of San Jose State? I haven't. Um, that no. might end up being one of your better ones. No, but I, I haven't can, even looked. I can't look keep it track up. though. Yeah, um, yeah. Not sure what that Oral Roberts game is going to look like next Tuesday, though. I think it'll probably be closer than the one you played last night. Oh, I know that the this, that ORU is better than Omaha for sure. Yeah. Where you took Kansas State to overtime at Bramlage, which again, it seems like Kansas State has to play games in overtime this year. Like it's a prerequisite that if we're going to throw the ball up, then we're we're going to overtime. Um, but uh, K State ended up winning that game, and and but where you still got some players left over. They're in a, they're in a transition. Paul Mills went to Wichita State. They got a new coach, so. It's interesting because Omaha comes to town last night. I spent 11 years at ORU. I will have known much more guys from Omaha than ORU. (laughs) 
because of the turnover. That is weird. That is yeah. kind of weird. Uh, Sparty, San Jose State version, only five and five right now. Okay, so one of their losses to uh, Abilene Christian after they played at Texas Tech. So we'll uh, we'll see on that. Um, other headlines for you, not a ton. NBA Mavs just crushed the Jazz last night, one forty-seven to ninety-seven. Rockets. Uh, beat the Thunder 110 to 101, and the Spurs lose to the Timberwolves 102 to 94. That is the 14th straight loss for the San Antonio Spurs. Thursday night football uh, features Steelers and Pats tonight. This one from Pittsburgh. We'll have coverage beginning at 6:30, a 7:15 kickoff. You can listen in on 100.7. The score. Did you give the uh, f bombs and s bombs uh, from not. Luca uh, tally? No, I did on, not on Bally's. I'm telling you, he's doing this on purpose. This is not know. the first video I've seen of Luca. Like, I didn't see the video. I, okay, you watched the video. I just heard the audio. Did his face act shocked, or did he just kind of fake? He it? did look genuinely apologetic. Okay, then maybe he's not. Maybe. And in fairness to Luca, English is his second language. And it looked like it was right before tip, like a couple minutes and. I, I'm gonna oh, give this it, is pregame. Yeah, I'm gonna give him the uh, yes yeah, pregame. Yeah. I thought this was a postgame. No, pre. Okay, I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt on this. Okay, one. well, I've seen this multiple times, at least three now with this this video where he slips up and drops an f bomb on the Bally's broadcast. And how about the the sudden appearance of Kyron Lindsay? Where where did that night? come from? Just uh, poof, here he is. I mean, oh, I didn't hey think there. I didn't think he'd play a, a minute this year. Um, that's a great question. You had a whole lot of full-on reserves last night at the end of that game, though. So, I I didn't know what to make of it. I like it, though. I think you should do that and blow out wins just to try things out. You've yeah, but he was like, supposed to redshirt. He still may. I think they burn it. You still It still works, to my knowledge, and you may know more than me, you can still get the quarter games. It's not quite like football. Yeah, but then you have to go about your oh lying. Oh, he's hurt. Yeah, but they do it all the time in basketball. I know they'll set. They'll make up an injury all the time in basketball. Or he might, you he's know, turn toe. an ankle. Might, yeah, exactly. But maybe he doesn't redshirt, or maybe he does. I don't know. Didn't last year count as a redshirt for him? Or did it not? Since he played some at Georgia. Yeah, I think he burnt. Yeah, he he played ten games. Okay, yeah, so he that didn't count as a red shirt for. So yeah, um, and news uh, according to John Canzano, the Civil War. It is he's saying it's official. Uh, Civil War will continue with Oregon and Oregon State next season, uh, and Texas Tech will move their game from Eugene, Oregon, next year to. Pullman, Washington, and play against Washington State instead of Oregon. We haven't seen anything announced officially from schools, but that's per John Canzano's report. Now, again, John Canzano told us Pac-12 would stay alive and the Pac-12 was really strong and all of these sorts of things as well. He had terrible sources inside, you know, Oregon State athletic director room, but uh, this one sounds like it's pretty solid that that Oregon State and Oregon will continue to play. Um, selfishly, I really wanted to go see Autzen. 
next year. And I'm sure there's some tech fans that were going to make that trip that really wanted to. Um, but for Texas Tech's team, I would guess winning at um, winning in Pullman's going to be easier than winning in in Eugene. So, By a lot. So for trying to get those just pile up wins, this is probably a better thing for Texas Tech. This road game uh, at Washington State next season. We'll see. I, I may be underselling Washington State, who was a good football team this year, but they were one that lost their quarterback to the transfer portal. They, and he was a successful quarterback and hopped in the portal because, hey, I got to strike while the iron's hot, try to get some money out of it. Uh, you two can join us. Whatever thoughts, comments, questions you got, bring those in on the AIDS Flooring Center chat line. Quite a few in so far. Uh, here's a couple. We were talking transfer portal. Uh, appreciate Fungi and Sparkman, but those dudes were barely above zeros this year. Yeah, I, I don't know what's going on there. Um, and another one says, Choice, will you continue to wave the flag for Loic? You loved him out of high school. What went wrong? Legit question. I think it's a fair question. Uh, I did love him out of high school. He was one of the best high school players I've seen. Um, I called games for what for friendship for seven years. And he would be top five in terms of players I saw over those seven years. But he just, I don't know. Didn't, didn't, uh, I guess he wasn't fast enough at this level because there was never a ton of separation. I have no idea because from my understanding, he was a hard worker. And would you say he contributed in one game this year? Uh, yeah. There was one game, which was a Houston game, Houston. right? Had a blocked, blocked punt, punt and had a big touchdown in that Got game the as well. Those were back-to-back plays, if I remember her, pretty yeah. close. Um, back-to-back scores, at least, mm-hmm. for Texas Tech. So, I, I don't know. I, I would love to know. And sometimes things just don't fit within a certain system or this or that. Or you can you can speculate all you want. And sometimes it just doesn't transfer from the high school level. Sometimes you think guys think a guy great? like him ends up? A lower-level uh, FBS. So, group of five school. Okay. Somewhere. That that would be my UTEP guess. UTEP or something? My guess, yeah. Probably within the state, if I were to guess. Uh, SMU wouldn't shock me. Um, he's a Midland guy. I, I think part of the reason of going to Texas Tech was staying close to home, so I would assume you'll see him in the state. But Texas State, not mm. a shocker. Just somewhere... Regional, at least. Uh, maybe even Louisiana Tech. Going to, to Sunny Cumbie down there. Wouldn't be surprised at that that kind of move. So, um, I... We might have a kind of a trade system set up there with uh, <laughs> the textures. Yeah. The law textures. Because they've got a, a good wide receiver in they the do. portal. They do. Who's uh, received interest from Texas Tech. So, yeah. Um, feels like Tech's going to have to add some receivers in the portal at this point just yes. for, for some depth because it has been uh, quite the exodus. Micah Hudson split out wide. <laughs> it's just Micah. Just Micah. <coughs> Micah and Koi Aiken, we're going to go with a 12 personnel set with two receivers. 13 personnel. Yeah. Playing time is not required. This is the end of the bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. Onward hour number two. It's the end of the bench on 100.7 The Score and 107thescore.com, the 100.7 The Score mobile app. 
Brought to you as always by our friends at Happy State Bank. Alongside Jeff Haxton, I'm Choice Woodman, Lucas White. Back behind the glass, handling us. Keep the uh, thoughts and comments rolling in on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. We will uh, we'll be picking games 30 minutes from now, so keep this number in your pocket. 806-771-0973. That's the Visual Edge IT hotline. Uh, once again, 806-771-0973. We'll pick games uh, about 25 minutes from now. So uh, make sure you have that number handy. If you want to call in and uh, pick with us, have a chance to put us on the tiny wheel. We had a double spin this week. So we'll see if... Uh, freebie! I know. So it doesn't even count as a double spin because Hex got the freebie. I can't complain too much. I got a freebie a couple of weeks ago, which was my first one ever. Feels good, doesn't it? Lucas, have you ever got the freebie? You have once, right? Twice. Twice? Golly. Yeah. Must be living right. Uh, you once, twice, three times a freebie. How much are you into? I love you. By the way, uh, went to a list that you, you know, you love lists. No, I'm, a, I'm a lister guy. Ben Roethlisberger ranked as the 22nd best quarterback per. of all time. Behind Joe Namath at 21. And in front of Sid Luckman. See, and I don't know the Namath thing. I definitely couldn't speak to Sid Luckman. The Namath thing, I, largely he, he had a, one awesome season from what I understand. Never watched him. Seen highlights, had one phenomenal season, and he was a cocky son of a gun. Oh, Broadway Joe. You're so pretty. I don't know if he's better than Ben Roethlisberger. Roethlisberger has a checkered past. So let me just go ahead and give you some, just down the list here. Kurt Warner, 20. Jim Kelly, 19. Terry Bradshaw, 18. Troy, 17. All of those I'd put ahead of him. Warren Moon, 16. Bart Starr, 15. Yeah, yeah. Fran Tarkenton, 14. Okay. Roger Staubach, 13. Sammy Baugh, 12. Dan Marino, 11. Aaron Rogers, 10. Rogers. Steve Young, 9. Drew Brees, 8. John Elway, 7. Okay. Otto Graham, 6. Johnny Unitas, 5. Brett Favre, 4. Peyton Manning, three. Joe Montana, two. Okay. I don't... Dan Marino, number one. Whose list is that? Because I I agree with a lot of that. Tom Brady, one. I was just joking. Well, you already mentioned Dan Marino, and I actually would put Dan Marino in the top ten. Top 50 quarterbacks of all time, yardbarker.com. I don't hate the list. thought it was fairly accurate. I'd, I'd move a few around, but... Pretty accurate there. Um, the, this is a, a quote from Grant McCaslin. I'm just scatter shooting here to begin. Okay. Uh, hour number two about Kyron Lindsay. Honestly, it's to Kai's credit that he's putting himself in a better position. He's not where he needs to be defensively and understanding what we need to do as a team. But I'll tell you what, he's working and he's getting better. And I think this team needs more depth. And we've got to find people that can come in and help us with some physicality and rebounding, especially with what we've got coming. Okay. I hope so. I hope so. He's got body size. Um, Pretty big kid. Strong kid. I'm hoping that's the case. Uh, 
this from the chat line. The best thing about the crowd last night, our row was basically empty so we could really spread out. That's <laughs> from Big Huey. Yeah, it is nice to have games like that to relax, but against the best teams, you definitely want it. Uh, you want to be squeezed in tight. Like some sardines in a can. Um, this from the chat line. Do the high top shoes work when you're on the end of the bench? Fair. Fair enough. Uh, maybe if Hacks had been wearing low tops, he would have been nimble enough to avoid the Woodman Freight Train. I was wearing low tops. Dang it. Splintered his ribs. There were no Didn't splintering help. of ribs. Didn't help with a cheap shot that I took. Cheap shot? What's cheap? Cheap shot. You. How is that cheap? Because you could have gone. I got I got my money's worth you, out of it. There was no cheapness to it. You could have done a little jumper. You could have gone around. You could have gone around. You obviously don't know my game at all. <laughs> there is no going around or avoiding contact. Mine is pretty straight line. And, uh, pretty? You know, stopping for a jumper. Psh, once you get this train going. Some poundage behind it. I'm starting to hurt. I, I I'm feeling old age lately. Be like, uh, yeah, like Clint and say whack it with the racket, whack it with the racket. Uh, where was Tom Brady on that list? I missed if you said one it. numero uno, as he should be. As he should be, he's the best quarterback of all time, and he solidified that with the the Super Bowl win in Tampa Bay. You can you can argue it if you want. Uh, are you into smells for the house? Like y'all do a lot of candles. So as long or... as it's not rotting corpse, no, I'm okay. good. Like scentsies or candles or anything. Do y'all do that stuff? Or no, Cameron does enough of that for all of us, and it's just does terrible. it overpower the house? Uh, it mostly stays in her room because they know that those smells send me straight to headache and anger. So headache and anger. Okay. Well, I just saw um, recently some candles you can buy that are supposed to be, supposed to be. I was trying to avoid supposedly, <laughs> supposedly, supposed to, and supposed to be. You're such a one trick monkey. Here's a new horse name. I know it's coming. Um, supposed to smell like uh, ballparks. Okay. Across Major League Baseball. So, like, you can get Minute Maid Park and you scroll through and. And you can buy candles that are supposed to smell like the ballparks. Interesting. First, first I would call probably BS on this. I got to smell it myself and see. But what does a ballpark smell like? And how do each one, they all have to smell the same, right? Yes. yes. So what, what does that it's a marketing smell ploy. Like? You get mixed uh, fresh cut grass with, uh, with popcorn. I think you're on the fresh cut grass. Yeah, I am. So what do you what do you put into a ballpark can? I don't know. I was thinking about United Supermarkets Arena. Uh huh. So many different smells in there. Uh huh. Dead rat. You get that every now and then. You know, I would have started with popcorn, but okay. If, if you're in there by yourself and there's no game, you get a nice little hint of dead rat. Okay. Um. What kind of nooks and crannies are you in? The big big house. Like one. There was one end that smelled like a sewer yesterday, and in the other end. Smelled like uh, a fried chicken joint. I mean, it was chicken. It's fried chicken. <laughs> I've influenced you in a lot of ways. Oh my god! That one I think might be the best. That's my. 
I cannot hear chicken and fried chicken without that video in my head. I just can't. Oh, well, I'm standing out here in the, in the freezing cold, in the cold, waiting for some chicken. chicken. Who doesn't love fried chicken? But yeah, but there's, there's a lot a of lot different of smells. smells. There are, overall, though, I think it's popcorn for gems. Yeah, popcorn is is probably the best. And who doesn't want to walk into the smell of popcorn? It's pretty great. Playing time is not required. This is the end of the bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. Glad to be with you on a Thursday. It's the end of the bench on 100.7 The Score and 107thescore.com. Choice Woodman and Jeffrey Hoxton hanging out here in the First United Bank studio. Uh, 15 minutes away from Ask the Benchwarmers to bring your questions in there. A lot uh, coming in recently on the chat line. Hey, real quick, I'm looking at a sport here that I think would end all other sports that we we would play, we'd just play this sport. Have you ever seen World Indoor Bowling? It's like bocce. It's like bocce. But indoors, yeah. But the balls are a little bit... Yeah, like deformed. Well, they're not completely round. So see how that lays over at the end? Yeah, yeah, Which means... Yeah, I've seen this before. You can turn it. You get some curving on it. Yeah, so bocce, you're just throwing straight. So this is like uh, the non-ice version of curling is what this is. Pretty much. There's a target yellow ball. Yeah. You have Except four, the target can move a little bit. Four right, four yeah. If you hit it, four red, four green, and uh, this looks amazingly Let's fun. play, and it's a pretty wide, look like kind of a felt surface, because almost like a pool table. It looks like uh, that you're standing on, and man, that looks fun. I don't know if I've ever seen that the, the yeah. indoor bowling. And you're right, it. it it does have some uh, curling flavor. Yeah, it's it's like a cross. I look at that as a cross between bocce and curling. Looks really fun. Uh, here's the thing, though. TCU was deserving last year, but wasn't one of the four best teams. I have trouble saying TCU wasn't one of the four best when they beat Michigan in the semifinal. Yeah. If they'd have gotten their clock clean there, yeah. then we, we could listen to that. But yeah. you beat a Michigan team that was favored. Yeah. I'm, and they continued with committee is inconsistent. So going undefeated means nothing. It should be about who deserves it. It should be about what you did on the field. Complete trash. That's why 12 teams is better, obviously. Because you have the room to pick both who deserves it by picking conference champions and the best teams. You won't miss out on any team that you could claim as the best if when you have an expanded playoff. That's the best part about it. But you still get the teams that deserve it in, too. An undefeated conference champion would not be left out of a 12-team or even an 8-team playoff. Um, yeah. Uh, my grandfather Chuva, chewed Levi Garrett and would smoke a pipe at night. Those sweet smells are still ingrained in my senses and take me back to my childhood. It's funny how that stuff works. Yeah, my granddad smoked a pipe, too. Uh, if Georgia would have beat Bama, I contend FSU would have been in. I think they had to put Texas in once they decided yeah. to put Bama in. Yeah, yeah. You, you're so that. right. It, it It's amazing how they turned into a package deal. They did because it's like, crap, we can't put Bama in yep. when Texas has the head-to-head and that's yep. the only – Yeah. 
Georgia uh, wins that thing. It's completely different. Uh, it's wrong. FSU went undefeated in Power 5, period, making the argument the ACC is weak as weak sauce. Agreed. Uh, it was no different than the Pac-12 or Big 12 strength-wise. Only argument to leave out Florida State would have been if the Big 12 and SEC champ went undefeated as well. Yeah, it's – I'm not – look, I, I read through the column. I read, I, I've read through the tweets that Don's sent back. And, again, a part of his thing is to, to get interaction, and he may believe what he's writing there. I think it's 100% wrong. I think it is. Florida State should have been in. And that's the problem, once again, with a four-team playoff. You, When we have 12 teams next year, there is almost no doubt you will have the most deserving teams and you will have the best teams. There won't be anybody left out of either category. And that's the stupid thing about the current playoff system. You know, there's. I think one thing, one of the things that bothers me a little bit is the committee can make up any criteria they want. They can, yes. So there's criteria that's written down that's in a book or manual, whatever. This is how we're supposed to do this. But then they get in and say, okay, well, the, the quarterback's hurt, you know. Uh, the quarterback's hurt, by the way, would have it was it was too much for Florida State to overcome, but it wouldn't have been too much for Ohio State to overcome if you'd have put the little Buckeye yeah. stickers on the helmet mm-hmm. and had the exact same resume and a second string quarterback. They'd have got in. They would have. Yes. So this this criteria of and again, this is the way college football has been for over a hundred years, and it's it's about logos and it's about brands and it's about fan bases and now it's about tv markets and it's about that it's about you know there's you get to a point where the field what's on the field what's going to run out there and play doesn't matter as much as some of these other things yeah yet yet you and i who are fans of programs that are not in that top Mm -hmm. tier not in that logo Uh tier still come back to the teeth that is college football. And we always We're will. We're suckling on it forever. Yeah. We do. Even when they become paid employees from the university. It may diminish some interest out there, but we'll your diehards are going to be there. Because we love and have passion for those schools. And, and the sport. And, yeah, and the sport. And you get that ounce of success, that taste that comes along like you did here in 2008, like they've had in Stillwater at other times. You get that taste, there's nothing like it. Nothing like it. So you go back to it hoping for that little taste that you thirst for once again. Even though it's corrupt and jacked up and so... College college football, your favorite. I mean, we're we're not talking about NFL or... Yeah, yeah, it it has been. um, Yeah. Me too. Has been my entire life. It's just something that... It is very addictive. I think... Uh, college football hits the dopamine receptors like nothing else. Yep, it does. Now you get even a, though they screw it up so much, you get fifteen thousand roaring at the uh, USA. That'll oh, yeah. hit your dopamine re- receptors for, too, for sure. For sure. And, and and like I said, I've always enjoyed the pageantry, the mm-hmm. the the bands, and just the overall entertainment value. But for me, college football's king. Um, a couple more on the 
in that front. Uh, Val says the committee was unanimous in rejecting FSU if in undefeated were the criteria, then UCF should have made the playoffs when they were undefeated. Apples and oranges there. Power five versus non-power five. There's a big difference. Um, there's a reason that that the Big Twelve gets seven or eight teams in uh, to college basketball tournament every year because you have a stacked league. And there's a reason that uh, the SoCon League gets one in every year. It, just yeah, because I mean, if there was an awesome team out of the SoCon, they still got to prove that they can do it against better competition. That's the point. UCF's run through the American was nice, but it it's not the same thing as Florida State running through the ACC undefeated. Sorry. And, the, and if the committee claims to be unanimous, there's no way that's true. That's just trying to present a united front. I guarantee you there was someone in that room that thought Florida State should have been in. But it's much better looking if you say we had a unanimous decision on something. It's better looking. Public perception. Uh, it's just going to turn into 13 and 14 crying and being left out. Yeah, I was going to say that too. You're... But much l- the, the voices are not near as loud as, as 5 and 6 as when you got 13 and 14, right? The gripe is no, is yeah. The volume will be way down. As it's far as, just yeah. like it's just like team sixty. I guess what are we at now? Sixty nine and seventy. Is that the numbers we're at in college basketball? Well, for this year, OU fans would have been livid because the Liberty 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 Flames would be going instead sure of would've. OU. So yeah, they would make a racket. Okay. For sure. Okay, but yeah, um, fourteen playoff then with then five Power Five conferences was doomed from the start. Uh, the biggest thing is that the college football playoff or ESPN would not allow a non-SEC playoff. That's what it comes down to. An SEC team had to get in. So upsetting the apple cart the most was Alabama beating Georgia. Because I'm with you, Hacks. I think the then it became a package deal with Bama having to get in and Texas getting in. There's no way they were going to leave them out. No way they'd leave the SEC out. Y'all can keep reacting to that if you want. We get your questions in. Quite a few in so far. A few left over from yesterday. Ask the bench warmers. Coming up next, it's the end of the bench on 100.7 The Score. Playing time is not required. This is the end of the bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. It is time for Ask the Bench Warmers. A whole lot of questions already in, so we'll uh, answer as rapidly as we can. He's Hacks. I'm Choice. Lucas across the way. Questions for any and all of us are welcome. Bring those in. Easiest way is the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Mitch Warmers, do you guys see Shuck as the week one starter for Louisville? Yes. He, yeah, I don't think he's going there unless it's just a guess, but you don't. As long as he can get healthy. Yeah. You, you don't head to a, uh, a location as a sixth year senior to. To co compete for a job, really. My guess is he was most likely promised. It's kind of interesting here. Kansas is going to hire Jeff Grimes as the new offensive coordinator. Grimes was Baylor's offensive coordinator yeah. the last three years. That's kind of the tall guy with a hat and glasses always on the sideline. That's peculiar to me. Yeah. Because Grimes was fired, wasn't he? Yes. He was let go. It wasn't a. Yeah, I mean, so many of these times it's who you know. Leipold and, is known for his defense, right? 
Is yeah, he a defensive I, guy? I think he's a defensive coach, but their offense has been really good. Oh, I know. It's been outstanding. That's I'm pretty that, sure Leipold is. That's why that guy's hanging out at Penn State now, right? Yeah. The former OC for Kansas? That would be why, yeah. No, no. Is that where he went? I thought he went to Penn State. You might be right. I think you are right, actually. Um. Now? He is. He's an offensive guy. Leipold is. Leipold. Um, was quarterback in college at Nebraska Omaha, offensive coordinator, QB's coach before wide receiver. Okay, so Leipold is an offensive guy. I really thought I was with you. I thought he was defensive, but yeah, the Nebraska Omaha thing is is interesting. They were obviously here last night. They killed their football program. How long ago? Honestly, don't. I think it was when they made their transition to Division One. So okay. 2011. So it's been a while, yeah. Uh, choice, did you marry money or hit a scratch off? It's not like your job is a bastion of stellar pay, or maybe you sold the family farm. <laughs> I don't actually have money. This is There's something called radio shtick. Like, I'm not poor, but I'm not by any means rich. <laughs> so there's this radio shtick. One time, how this all started, Hacks went to my house, <laughs> and I, ha- I do have, I'm fortunate enough to have a game room in my house. And the the fact that I had an extra room to watch sports and stuff in, Hacks made a big deal about it. And just yeah, the went off. stadium seating. The <laughs> it just went off on it. Hors d'oeuvres and just, I mean. You it, brought the hors d'oeuvres. It was treated so well. And then I got to meet Janine. Let's <laughs> see. This is where it Lazy went. River. And, where it went. Yeah, Lucas, yeah. you've come over before, right? I've invited you. There's been Super Bowl parties. That I have been invited, okay. yes, but I have never. Yeah, you haven't been. You got to have the special clearance. He's going to have to give you a code. Oh no! Let us. So when it happens, give me two or three weeks' notice so we can run the background check. No. Uh, bench warmers, uh, hacks is McMillan the best shooter? This was actually from yesterday. We didn't get to it. Best shooter on the team, or do you have just a really good game? I think it's Kerwin Walton. <gasps> wow! Well, let's react to one game. Just kidding, but. He's always had that monster attached to him, right? If I'm watching, if I'm comparing his release and his shooting form to Chance McMillan's, it's not close. Okay, it's it's really good, and we've seen it not a ton until last night. But that's the kind of guy he is. I I don't think Chance is an eight three per night. 5-3 5-3 per night. 3-3 three, three per night. I don't think he's that guy. Maybe one or two. I just think the purest shooter on this squad is the guy we saw last night. Now, he's not going to have those numbers because he's not going to have the highest numbers. He may get to the best percentage from three, which is obviously important, but he's not going to play as many minutes, so I don't think he'll be like number one or two when three's made. But... um I think he's the purest shooter. Okay. Okay. I think McMillan's a really good shooter, though. You know he's going to be one heck of a player is Darian Williams. Yeah. Young pup there. Sophomore. Um, Man, he can do a lot of things. He's very versatile. Yeah, I think I'm extremely excited for him. Uh, Last year, McMillan... In 36 games, Hacks uh, needs extended stats. I was trying to see how many threes he made last year. Uh, 
Three point percentage for McMillan last year, Hacks. You know what it was? Mm-mm. 44.4. Mm. So he's a darn good shooter. It's not like he's nothing. He shot 135 threes a, last, a year ago. Made 60 of them. So I honestly think you've got guys, you've got multiple guys on this team that can give you five or six threes a night, and it wouldn't be a shock. Because if Pop hits five or six threes, he hadn't been hot this year, but we saw it last year. If he gets five threes a night in a in a given game, wouldn't be a shock. If McMillan gets five threes, if Kerwin Walton now, I think we need to see it again. Just some consistency there. That that's a nice luxury to have because there's been a lot of years around here you've been itching to find anybody that can make the ball go in the rim in the bucket from beyond the arc. Just anybody. You've got multiple threats from beyond the arc, and that's that's a nice luxury to have. Uh, bench warmers, if you had five hundred thousand dollars choice, I know you do. To keep Taj Brooks here, would you pay that NIL money to keep him? Well, like if that was my only five hundred thousand, then no. But if it was pretty dispensable, expendable, I should say, yeah, sure, sure. If I was one that could donate that kind of money, sure, why not? If you're asking if I could get have a way to keep Taj Brooks to stay, would I do it? Yes, if he's on the fence. I'm not going to try to get a guy to stay here that's got his mind made up, though. And I don't, it doesn't sound necessarily like his mind is made up, but if I was picking one or the other, I'd probably still say he's going to the NFL, though that seems like it could change. Benchwarmers, what do you guys think about Colin Klein going to the Aggies? You know, we discussed this some yesterday, but it's a, it's a peculiar move to leave your alma mater for the same position. I get that it's a step up on paper, but there's got to be a lot of money involved. A lot of cash exchange. I think it really hurts the Cats. I think it hurts the Big 12 overall as far as its perception. It's um, not a huge thing that will say, uh, you know, that's a tough deal for the league. But I've always liked Colin Klein. I think he's, uh, he was obviously a really good player. And I think he's going to be a really good coach. So this is the next logical step for him. If you're hunting down a, uh, a head coaching job as a young guy, then this is a great step for him. Yeah. Now you could go get fired too. At very, very true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think job security is probably safer. Oh, much. Not think. Yeah. No job security is safer at your alma mater. I say that. I mean, Zach Hitley's at his alma mater and – He's getting crushed by fans right now. Crushed by him. He's definitely not getting the Cliff Kingsbury treatment of uh, of a leash. There's no question about that. Uh, Benchwarmers, does Colorado have one of the top drafting classes? I saw they had the number one offensive lineman. That guy with their top quarterback and wide receiver looks like they'll be good. Drafting class? Are you talking about? Maybe maybe they're mentioned draft to, eligible yeah rankings may, something like it that may, it may be recruiting class that they're trying to say because it looks like that's what they're alluding to uh, they have a good recruiting class but I don't they're leaving a ton of room for for transfer portal they're going to the portal again look at me man look, look at me man look at me man <laughs> I am looking at you I am looking at you <laughs> tell me 
Yeah. Tell me one team that's undefeated. That was one of the best things that okay, came out of one. college football season. Period. Oh, I love it. Yeah. We got to play that again. That was that was phenomenal. Benchwarmer, start bench cut, elf, Christmas vacation, home alone. Start Christmas vacation, bench, home alone, get rid of whatever else that was. Okay, I am pro elf, but I agree with your list. Okay. I'm not pro elf. I am I am pro elf, but gotta start Christmas vacation and you can't get rid of Home Alone. Yeah. Home Alone's probably my second favorite. You know, tied with Home Alone too. I knew that was coming. We <laughs> can't leave today without Sequal. Yeah, you can't do that. Like I got a reputation to upkeep. Uh any injury updates from last night? A couple of nope, people asked. Not yet. So I wish. I'm worried about it. Yeah. Yeah. Little little concerning for sure. Hey, look at that. We're out of time. Appreciate all you on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. It was fun. We'll do it again tomorrow, Friday edition. Hope you have a good Thursday. For Jeff Haxton and Lucas White, I'm Choice Woodman. It's been the end of the bench on 100.7 The Score. Bottom line is up next. This has been the end of the bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. Go to 107thescore.com for more from the Double T Sports Network.